Spring of Life Fellowship and the vision of changing the world invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Let's listen to our guest. Who brings the word of the Lord. Good morning. You know, amen for the pastor, amen. Amen. You know, the, um, we've been hearing the word from the pulpit this past couple of weeks, and, and, and that's the preacher's heart, you know. He's, he's, he's at a time of, um, what do we call it, pastor, rest, sabbatical. Um, and, and you know what, and he, he can't help preaching, you know. <laughs> he can't help it. So amen. And, and you know what, it's awesome because that's, it's along the lines of what we're, we're going to, received today from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, I got ready with the suit and everything. You know, my wife bought me the suit a couple of weeks ago to go to this. Um, I went with her, right? Um, and, and let me tell you something. Um, she's beautiful, my wife. Look at her. Four children we have. Four. And I, who would have thought, you know? Four children for Carl. Sandra, come. Carl, come. You know, it's, it's, um, my wife gets more beautiful with every child. I know it works the other way in the world, it does, you know, but with God, things are different, you know? And, and that's, look at Carl, look, you know what he, look at him. Carl, come on. Hey, my wife, I love you, baby. And you know what? And Carl yesterday goes, I want to look like you, daddy. You know? And I was like, hey, man, and you know, and we went around and we found a, a, a suit for him and, He's wearing a tie, and so look at him today, you know? He's even got the same color shirt, huh? Sit there, baby. Go ahead. So, amen, all right? And, and you know what? That's the mercy of God. You know, the mercy of God in, in, in my life, in, in Sandra's life, in Carl's life. Um, the other day, we were talking, Carl and I, and before I put him to sleep, we talk, you know, we pray. And, and I was asking him, or telling him, Carl, you know that um, before you were born, the Lord was already using you to change the world. Amen. You know that? And before you were born, the Lord used you to change lives. And I go to him, do you know whose life you changed? And so he thought about it. He looked back and goes, Mommy and Daddy? And I said, Amen. That's true. You changed our lives. When, when, you, when we received the news that you were coming, man, that just changed my whole world, you know? And it changed Sandra's life, and it changed my life. And, and, and you can see now the mercy of God in our lives. And that's all it is, you know. And so thank, thank God for my wife, you know. Um, the world tells us four kids, come on. I mean, they told me that the first, the first kid, for you guys who are just married, you're going to feel the pressure from people. They're going to tell you, oh, so when are you guys going to have kids? You know, when are you going to have kids? And, and people are going to tell you, when you have the first one, they're going to be, okay, so when's the second one coming? When's the second one coming? Now you have a third one, and people will be like, hey, what's going on? Relax. That's it. Too much. You know? and, and you know what? And people are going to say that to you. And then when I, I heard, hey, I said, the first one's coming, they said, no way. What's wrong with you? You guys are crazy. Pobrecita Sandra. Right? That's what they said. And I said, you know what? Yeah, it, amen. You know, because people mean good. They mean good, right? But I choose to believe the word of God, right? And the word of God says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. 
Amen? And I remember the pastor coming up to me and telling me, for every one of my children that were born, amen. What a blessing. And let me tell you something, and that's encouraging. You know what? Um, and, and we're growing, and, and it'll be what the Lord wills. Amen? For all of you who want to know about the fifth one, right? <laughs> I know. Here I have to agree now. All right. So, um, but it is, it, is, it is what the Lord wants. Amen? Our, our lives are in His hands. You got it? They're in a sense. They're not in our hands anymore. And we have to understand that. And I talk to a lot of people and, and people who are having, you know, problems that we all have and things that happen. And, and, and what happens is that I remind them this word that was given to me. Amen. The pastor, when I was, I was going through a really hard time, he told me, Carl, listen, do you know that your life is in God's hands? And you know, that brought peace to me. You know, I was, because I was... Like, like a duck on the lake, you know, everything seemed peaceful, but my legs were going, because I was going crazy inside. And let me tell you something, but that word brought peace to me, to know that God is in control, that my life is not in my hands anymore, amen, that is innocence. And that word should bring all of us peace. And I know it's hard, I know we go through so many things, and it seems so impossible, but then that other word comes in that says, you know, everything, it's whatever is impossible for men, it's possible for God, right? There's nothing impossible for God. Nothing, not one thing. And so that's what it is, right? And so, so, so he's in control. Amen? Now, today, I, I want to ask you guys to, um, to meditate on this, okay? The, the word that God has given us and, and, and the admonition he gives us in Colossians 3, 23, um, 24. Amen? Colossians 3, 23, 24. Um, he has given us a great commission, Amen. He has given us a commission to change the world, right? Amen. To change the world. Right? That, that's our commission. That's every believer's commission, that we are to go out there to change the world. Amen. It starts where? It starts here with you, and it will spread out to all the world. Amen. And then God will send you to the nations. I tell the kids in youth group, and, and I've been teaching Sunday school for years now. I've done, you know, the Sunday school part, and I know most of the kids that are here now since they were little, you know, and, and, and I see them growing into... Into, into the calling of God for their lives, you know, and, and I see it, and it's powerful. And I know that I tell them, hey, one day you guys are going to be teaching my kids, That's right. you know, and, 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 and I see it already, you know, that with some of the girls that are already teaching, um, the, the, you know, my daughters, you know, they're already there helping. Uh, the young men, hopefully one day will get up and say, you know what, I want to teach too, and I want to grab the word and teach it to them, and, and that's who they are. They're going to you know, that's the, you see them working here on the sound and all these things. And they can work even at a higher capacity, you know, because they receive so much from God. that yes, they, they, it's, You know, they're going to give it. Amen? And so um, it says, Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the, word, from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. Right? And so everything we do, everything we are to do it as if we were doing it to the lord wherever you go whatever you do where you go to school work you know when you serve here in the church you know the body of christ when you serve them do it as if you were doing it to the lord amen and 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 that will give you freedom you know that doing that gives you a freedom i, I look at my job you know i, I do things well and i do them because I'm, I'm i know the lord is there watching me i know i, I want to please him in what i do and you know what happens is that that gives me a freedom, even with my managers, you know, to be able to, like, 
and I have them on top of me all the time because they know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Amen? Because, and, and I don't do it with a haughty attitude that I'm thinking, oh, you know, yeah, you don't tell me anything because I'm this, I'm that. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a thing of like, you know, with humility, you know, knowing that you're there pleasing God in everything you do. Amen? And that gives you a freedom to do not what you want, you know, but to do what you're doing with your utmost, right? And not having people behind you all the time. And, and you could do that in your ministry again, in your work, in your school, you know? Um, and, and man, you will exceed. You will exceed, right? Not compromising yourself or your ministry with the pressures of this world, right? Um, this world is telling us the whole time to go this other way, right? The Lord is pointing us this way. He says the, 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 the road is narrow, right? We're to walk looking at Him, facing Him, putting our eyes on Him, but the world wants to distract you. It wants to take you away from whatever it is you're doing. It wants to take you somewhere else, your eyes, everywhere, right? And so He wants you to look this way so you lose sight of where you need to go, right? And, and so we, by not allowing that to happen to ourselves, we won't compromise with the things of this world. I was telling people yesterday as we were teaching um, the Sunday schools receiving classes every four, uh, you know, the, the Saturday before the last Saturday of the month, and and I was telling them yesterday, you know, you guys are all ministers of God here. You know, you minister to the kids, you serve the kids, you're serving the body of Christ. And, and you know what? And the devil has many ministers, millions of them. I mean, they all turn on the TV, you know. They don't wear um, their minister outfit or nothing, you know, even though sometimes they'll do it because they'll go blatantly and do it. But you know what? But they're there preaching, teaching, ministering to our kids, you know, um, through their TV, through their songs through the things they say, through, you know, all these things, and, and they're ministering to them because it's a ministry. Just like we have a ministry and we preach the word, right? Um, they have a ministry too, and they're not preaching God's word. And if you're not preaching God's word, whose word are you preaching, right? They're preaching the devil's word, right? And so you hear these kids listening to, I grew up listening to people like Tupac and, and you know, and, and Snoop Dogg and all these people and, and even crazier guys than those, and they would give you these messages, Crazy messages. I mean, telling you to do all these crazy things. And, and, and so in your mind, who do you want to be like? I want to be like them. You know that? I mean, I want to be in gangs. I want to do drugs. I want to do, you know, be with girls. And that was who I wanted to be because that's what I was being ministered to. You understand? That was what I was receiving. And that was what I wanted to come out with, right? That's what wanted to come out of me, of myself, my, my physical self, right? Why? Because... That's what I was getting. Every day I would listen to this music. You know, I remember we used to go um, with my friends and we, you know, you know, we were in gangs before. I was in a gang before too, you know, when I was younger. And, and I'm 34 now. This was back before, um, like maybe like 15, um, 15, no, even more, 17 years ago. And, and we, man, we used to listen to that music to go beat up other people, all right? To go look for the other gang, to rush them, to do things to them. With this music, we will put it on, right? And, and this music will get us so into it, you know? And so, why am I telling you this? Because you have to be careful what you're allowing into your house. You have to, you know? You have to be careful what you allow your kids to watch, to listen to the music they, they hear. You don't, th don't think it's, it's not harmful. It's harmful. It's not taking them close to God. It's taking them away from God. You're putting things, allowing seats in their heads, um, streams of thought, waves, right, to come into them. And, and direct the way they're going to walk. These kids here, the kids that have grown up here, like my son's grown up here, the kids that you see on the side, um, all the kids around you, they're grown up in the house of God. That's 
You know that? So they're not going to have to battle with the issues that we have to battle with, right? Because their walk, since they were little, they've been receiving the words of God, right? The word of God. And so it's going to be, man, could you say it's going to be easier for them? It's going to be easier probably than for me, right? It's probably easier probably than for a lot of us who came here when we were already old, when our minds were already set, right? When our minds were already um, influenced by the thoughts of this world. Their minds are not. So be careful and watch them, you know, watch what you're allowing in their heads. It's awesome. I, I, we were at Lewis's house just to learn us, and, and, and I seen, you know, the, the change in his family. Um, Melissa, Danny, you know, I see Danny, and I've seen him from when he first started coming here, you know, and he was, you know, and, 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 and you know, his attitude then and his attitude now and how the spirit has come upon him, you know, and it's awesome. It's in a sweet spirit, and I see it, and, and when I see him, I'm just like, wow, man, you know. Awesome that Danny's walking this way, you know? And, and, and his dad testifies to this, you know? He tells us, look, you know, Danny's the one who told us to go look for the pastor when we're having problems. <laughs> and, you know, and it's true, and, and, and it's powerful. And you know what? And the kids that come behind them, all the things they're learning, you know, that's what's going to take them to the next step. That's going to take them to that other place where they're going to even be bigger changers of the world, right? Then we, we, we can be. And you know what? And, and it's going to be that. And it's going to be our kids and the generation that comes after them. And, and that led me to think about this, um, the Word, you know, the Word of God, you know. I remember um, the pastor's dad, Ro Molina, one time telling me, Carl, listen, man, you know, um, it's simple, you know, it's two things. It's either you obey the Word or you disobey the Word. And to those who disobey, it's that the third and fourth generation, you know, they will be cursed, okay? They're going to live a cursed life. And that's a tough word to hear. When you come from the world... Curse, um, in Spanish, it sounds even worse. Maldición, right? That sounds like, wow, what? What are you talking about? Like, why would you even say that to me, you know? Maldición is like, bro, you're like evil. Why would you say that, you know? <laughs> and, and you know what? And, 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 and it came out like that, you know? And, and I heard it. I remember he told me, and he goes, look, but you know what it says? That to those who obey the word of God, they will be blessed for a thousand generations. Amen? And, and how is this going to happen, right? I was like, well, so how does this happen for you? And how does it happen for you in a, in a, in a practical sense, in a technical sense sometimes, right? It, it's, it's by the Word of God, amen? It's by you knowing, teaching, living the Word of God, amen? And now in the, in, in the Bible, we know the Word is Jesus, right? The Word is Jesus, right? He is um, our tower of refuge, the rock of our foundation, amen? He is the, our tower of strength, right? He is... The word made flesh, right? And he's the word. He's the word. And so his word, you can see throughout all the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, you'll see the character of Jesus. Okay, you'll see it there. You, you can find that in the whole book. You'll find, you know, one attribute of the character of Jesus, right? And, and so what happens is that you go there, right? And, and, and you know that it is the word that's going to take people to a thousand generations of blessings. It is the word, the word that you're going to teach your child. Maurice, right, Nicholas, the word you're going to teach him, that he's going to teach his children. The word that his children, God willing, will teach his children's children, right? And so on. And so that's how it's going to happen, right? That we are all able to live out the word. Everything, guys, everything will pass. Everything. You're going to pass. I'm going to pass. We're all going to be gone one day. We're not going to be here anymore. But why will not pass away? The word. Jesus said, he said, um... Look, and I'm going to go there, and I'm skipping some, but it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words 
will never pass away. Amen? And it is the word of God that will not pass. And it's that that we have to instill in them, right? To, to, to breathe into them, to teach them, to put it in them, to, to shape their minds with the word. Amen? So that as they get older, what comes out of them, right, is the life that the word says will come out. The life, a life in Christ, right? A life in ministry to the body of Christ. For This is all of us, right? We all have to minister. And so... I remember um, we were teaching in our Sunday school things about Timothy, 2 Timothy, really chapter 4, all right? And, 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 and it calls all of us here, all believers. Here, Paul um, writes the first letter to Timothy, and in, in this letter, he tells him, hey, Timothy, look, you know, here, this is, this is what you have to do. This is how you got to do it. This is the men, the kind of men you need to serve in the house of God. This is, you know, this is to fix the problems that are going on in the church of Ephesus. Right now, here's the first letter. And the second letter, Paul Right in the last chapter, the fourth chapter, um, it's Second Timothy four verses one through eight. We have Paul's urge to Timothy. Okay, Paul will—he knows already he's about to die. Amen. He knows that his life here on earth is coming to an end. All right, and so he's got his son in the Lord, Timothy, now leading, uh, being the leader of a church. And now he wants him, he wants to urge him to not compromise, right? Not only to not compromise, but to bring a word, a sound word, and to, and to rebuke and to exhort and to encourage people, you know? And he, he, he wants him to not let go of those, of those things that he's given him, right, in his life. The, the words he gave him, the, you know, the, the impartation of God through, you know, of Jesus through Paul in Timothy's life, right? And so he wants him to not let go of that. And we see that. Paul's about to die far, really far from where Timothy is, right? Paul, I think at this time he's in Rome, okay? He's in Rome, he's in jail, and, 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 and he knew his life was about to come to an end. He asked him not to compromise, not to give in. He tells him, right, to understand what I said at the beginning in Colossians, that our judge is not a man. Our judge is Christ, amen? He will be the one to judge us um, when we come, amen? So it says 2 Timothy Four, verse 1, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Amen? Now, this message, Paul gives it to Timothy, right? But do you think it's just for Timothy? Could you see yourself? Could you see the calling of God in your life in these verses? Could you see how God is calling you to action too? Um, you know, 
I, I, I was thinking about this, you know, when I, you know, thinking about how Paul was writing this when, when he was about to um, die, right? And, and, and the urgency that he must have felt um, for, you know, to, to get this message across to Timothy. You know, um, in the morning when we're in the pastor's office, Leanne comes in and she says, Carl, we have to live the life. Um, he told both of us, I think, you know, we, we have to live as if we're going to die tomorrow, right? We don't know when we're going to die. We might die today, tomorrow, whatever, right? And so, and, and you know what? And sometimes when I'm talking to my son, right, I feel that urgency. You know what? I feel that urgency to, to teach him, you know, to, 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 to tell him about the walk that he has to have in Christ, you know, the, the, the fact that he always should be next to God. And in my prayers with him at night, I, I pray that God will never let him depart from his presence. I pray that he will always keep him close, you know, and, 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 and I can see that, you know, because what if I'm not here one day, you know? What's Carl going to remember from his dad, you know? Um, you know, that I did this, that I was good. You know, what's he going to take with him, right? What are we going to leave those people who stay behind when we're not here anymore? What are we going to leave them, you know? What are you going to leave them? And, and I was thinking about things that the world tells you to leave them, you know, and, and things that we have um, learned throughout the ages, maybe. These things are old, you know. Things, the worldly wisdom, things that people say, you know what, um, knock on wood, right? <laughs> That's crazy that people in the world, they're going through a bad situation, and their answer is, knock on wood. <laughs> and, and to me, it's like, no, I don't knock on wood. I go, don't even do I go, that's crazy. I go, listen, get right with God, you know. Go to here, right. This is where you're going to find it. This is the answer to your problem. But people say, no, 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 I'm not going to work, you know. And then I'm like, crazy that that happens, you know. Um, when people say that, and, and it's crazy. Look, they even say, you know what, in Spanish they'll say, sana, sana, colita de rana. You guys know that. Which if you translate it into English, it sounds really horrible. What, 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 what at the end it says, right, um, it says, you know, if it won't heal today, it will heal tomorrow, right? That's what it says. And that's another teaching that the world has, right? And so people, when kids get hurt or whoever, right, it says, they'll go out to them and they'll give them this little kind of a chanting, this sounds like, right? <laughs> and, and, and you know what? It, and, and, and instead of praying for their kids, and I told, like, I told my brothers, look, something happened. Pray for him. Put your hands on him. God has given you the authority to pray for them. Pray for them. Let them be healed. And so I'm blessed. I'm glad that my kids, when they get hurt, I pray for them. You know that? They, that's what, and one day, Carl already expects it, right? And my, my girls are expecting it too. They're going to grow to expect that from me, that I will bless them and pray for them when something happens to them. That they're not going to go around with a sana, sana, colita, you know? <laughs> or they're not going to go around with the, oh, I have to knock on wood, you know? Oh, I can't go under the stairs and all these things that we have learned over the years, right? All this worldly wisdom, you know, this karma thing that people talk about, you know? You know, this, oh, you know, if they did it to you, do it to them. You know, wow, how horrible. You know, people, I, I was listening to my aunt, you know, I was saying at the airport, she was telling her friend to, to leave her house. And I was like, what? I was like, are you you're giving them this, this teach? I go, how are you going to tell her that? You know, that's like horrible, you know. And I'm like, and so, but, you know, this is what the world teaches, right? This is, what, this is the things that we're, you know, we, we're fighting against, right? Those, those spiritual things that we're fighting against. What are we going to leave behind the people um, the people who have, we have influence over, right? Um, our kids, our kids, our brothers and sisters in Christ. What, what are we going to leave them with? Are we going to leave them with, you know, a knock on wood, or are we going to give them a word of God, right? A word that comes from here, a word that was inspired 
by God. All scripture was God breathed, right? Are we going to give them the word of God or are we going to give them some worldly wisdom or thought that we come up with in our own, you know, twist of mind, you know, for them to resolve the problem, right? And, and what are we going to leave them with? It's, it's, we're all, again, we're all going to die. We're all not going to be here one day, right? What are we going to leave these people? I, I ask people, look, you know, you're here now, you're gone tomorrow. What are you going to tell your kids? What are they going to say? Oh, my dad gave me this and this is what carried me through this hard situation I was going through. Because they're going to need that. Because not, the truth is that most of us are going to go through hard times. Your kid, I wish my kids, you know, I would hope that they would never go through a hard time, but they will sometime, right? What is he going to hold on to? What is he going to say, this world will carry me through this? You know, I remember Maggie saying that, you know, that one of the words her Sunday school teacher gave her was, you know, lean not on your own understanding, you know, and, but in all things trust God. Is that what your kids are going to remember, you know? That to trust God in all things, to not lean on their own understanding, but to trust God. What are they going to, what, what, what are you going to leave them with? And so this is the call to action for you guys, to learn the word, to know the word, to get deep into the word, so that you could have this coming out from you to those people who you're going to impact with your life. Amen? And so that you could be a blessing to their life. It's for all of us, not just for, you know, the pastor, not just for some of the ministers. This is for each one of us. All believers have been called to change the world, not just one, right. not just ten. It's all of us here that have been called for that, for that calling. And you know what? I was telling the pastor one day, Pastor, look, you know, these kids, you know, they, they're world changers and they know it. It's in their heads already. They know that it's the culture that we're creating here for them. It's like something that to us, Maybe 12, 13 years ago was odd and crazy, okay? World changer, you know? I was like, oh, what? Yeah, you know, the crazy pastor, right? That's what a lot of people say. And so, and it's like, no, you know what? And now this culture is building in our, in our heads, right? About the world-changing attitude that we all have. It's a world-changing culture that we have here. And these kids are growing up in this culture. And it's awesome, right? It's awesome that they're growing up in this culture. So preaching the word it's the only way to preach. Amen? The Word of God. Preaching the Word is the only way to preach. What do we preach? We preach Jesus. Amen? It says that we... Look, I, I, I copied this from somebody, and I told this to people yesterday. I go, look, preach is what we do, but the Word is what we preach. Right? It is the Word that we preach. It's not mine. All right? Somebody else's, but it's awesome. <laughs> and so, preaching the Word is what we do. Okay, it's the word of God, amen? And, and we see that, look, in Colossians 1, 25, 27, it says, Of this church, I was made a minister, according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me, for your benefit, that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is, the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations. But God has now been manifested to his saints, to whom God will to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? When I preach to people, I like to tell them my story too. You know? I tell them about my story and I tell them how God took me from hell, from hell, and how he's made of me, you know, this man that you see here today. And I don't know how you judge me. Amen? I don't know how you see me. Right? Um, and, and, and I... <laughs> And I, and I, you know, and, but you know what? But I, I know how my kids see me, amen, and, and how my wife sees me, and, and it gives me hope, 
you know, to know that I am who I am today in the Lord, amen? Because outside from the Lord, I'm nothing. I'm like corrupted, twisted, perverted, all kinds of crazy nonsense, right? And so it's, it's like, but in the Lord, amen, I could be used as a man of God, amen, amen? in the Lord. And so I know that, look, and, and, and I see um, the pastor telling us one day, Carl, look, you know what? We go around the whole, our whole lives sometimes trying to please others, trying to impress others, trying to do things for others, and they don't even care sometimes about this, you know? But you have a crowd of people in your house who care about everything you want to say, who are ready to listen to you every time you open your mouth, you know? And sometimes we're so unfaithful to that, you know that? But we have our kids, we have our wives, so the men who have what? Who have people. There are people who are ready to listen to us. The pastor called them our biggest fans. And the Lord has been just confirming that in my life, showing me how they are our biggest fans. If you have kids, you know, if you, they're your biggest fans. They're there. Like Lewis was saying yesterday, catch them now. You know, invest in them now. Now because it's in a blink of an eye that they'll be gone from your house. It is now. They're your biggest fans. Take on that, right? Use it. Use it because you have an influence in them right now that you won't have a couple of years from now. I mean, you will, amen, because we always have to honor God. Us who know the Lord know that we are to honor our parents all our lives, not just now that we're kids, not, right? It's all of us, but you won't be so much in their lives as you used to be before, amen? And, and so now it is your chance, your time to do this for them, right? To share the word with them, to make the word a part of their life, right? And so um, last week I saw Nicholas here preaching, and, you know, and I've taught Nicholas too in, in Sunday school and youth group, and, and as he was finishing, um, I saw Kenny, his pastor, come up here running and, you know, and, and close the deal for him. That's what we call it in sales, right? Closing the deal, right? And he got up here, and, and, and he said, man, he went there, he closed for him, and he used Corinthians, um, 1 Corinthians 13, and he, about, uh, about the, the character of God, the love of God, right? And, and I remember, man, when I was there, sitting back there, I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to come up here and close it for him and come in here and say, you know what, boom, and bring it out. You know that? And I was like, maybe they won't allow me, so I'll just stay here. But thank God that Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, you know, he came up and he shared that with him. And that was powerful. And that, it's also the love of the preacher, right? The love of, of the pastor for his sheep, right? He's, pe um, he's pastoring him now. And he has this love for them, for all his kids. You know, a love that we all have for them, you know? That to, to want to see them, the Lord, the, the Bible says he has plans for you. Plans to bless you and not to harm you. Amen? Plans to give you a future and a hope. Amen? Plans to give you a future and a hope. I had no hope. I had no future. I had none. I mean, if you saw where I lived when I was little, you would see how you wouldn't see a future. I mean... When I go back to that place where I grew up when I was little, I see those kids, and in my mind, in my, in my flesh, I say, there's no hope for these people, you know? And I was there, but there's hope, you know? And, and it is Christ, our hope of glory. It's Him who is the hope. Who would have thought, I said, right? Who would have thought that I would be here talking to you guys on a Sunday morning? Who would have thought that I would be married to... A woman like my wife, who would have thought that I would have four children? If you would have told me 15 years ago, I would have been like, yeah, right. If you would have told people who knew me at that time, 
they would have said, like, yeah, right. <laughs> and you know what? It is the mercy of God that has us here. If it wasn't because of God, and this is true not only for me, right? This is true for all of us. It's all of us who are here, all of us who came to know the Lord, that if it wasn't for His love and mercy, none of us would be here. None of us. And so amen to God for that, for that, that, he, that he allows us to come here to serve each other, to encourage one another, and, you know, and, 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 and prompts us to be ready in season and out of season. Look, the pastor came up to me yesterday asking me, hey, Carl, you know the whole word? And I said, yes, knowing already what he was going to ask me with the second question. And I was like, yes. And then he says, okay, you're going to preach tomorrow, English and Spanish. And I said, amen. And, and let me tell you something. I was nervous and scared right? But I'm happy too. Amen? I'm happy too. Because I get to get up here in front of you guys and, you know, and, and, and bless you hopefully with this word of encouragement to encourage you to do many things. Many things that I have learned in my walk with the Lord. Amen? Many things that I have learned. Like everything I'm giving you is just what I have learned. Things that I have witnessed. Not only in my life but in other people's lives. People have poured out in my life. And, and I've received it. And, and, and there's men here, men of God, that, you know, I respect. I love in the Lord. You know, that, that I'm like, who am I to teach this man? Or to say anything to them. You know, teaching is a big word. To, to say anything to these people. And, and you know what? And it's like the pastor told me, it is the, you know, it is the Lord who's going to do the job. You know, it is the Lord in you. That's what the Lord has done in you. And that's what it is. And so I encourage you guys, amen, to, to preach the word. All right? The word allows God to speak rather than men. The word brings the preacher, us, the believer who are preaching to other people, in direct contact with the mind of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So that it's not our words, but the words of God coming through you when you talk to people. It is the word that forces the preacher, the believer, right, to proclaim the revelation of God. Right? The revelations that we receive from God that we could share with others. Right? It doesn't have to be somebody in the world. It could be somebody here, one of your brothers, your sisters in Christ, right? Girl, it's a woman, teach a woman. It's a man, teach a man. And I love that about this church. That's what we do. You know that? I love that. That, that you know, we don't go into this, you know, thing where we, a, a man is ministering to a woman, you know. We don't have that setting. We have made a setting. The pastor in his wisdom to, you know, to have men talk to men and women talk to women. Amen? And that's a blessing. That, it says that, you know, even if it looks evil, get away from it, right? And, and that's, that's what that is, you know? Even if it looks evil, because it could lead to so many things, right? So many evil thoughts of people. And you know what? We cut it off from the root, right? And, and, we, and, and the pastor has made the decision, and it's, and it's biblical, and it's awesome. And it says, preacher, um, the word carries the ultimate authority, okay? It is the word that's going to change lives. It's not, you know, people get frustrated. They come up to me, Carl, you know, I've been talking to this guy or to my grandson or to my cousin. And, you know, I've been talking to him all this time and, and did nothing, you know. And I'm like, hey, listen, don't get desperate. I go, don't, don't get impatient, amen. It is the word of God who somebody planted, somebody else gave water to, right. But who will give the growth? The Lord will give the growth. Not you, not me, amen. It is the Lord who gives the growth. All right? And so we have to be wait on God's timing for this. And so Timothy, 2 Timothy 4.2 says, Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience 
and careful instruction. Amen? The believer is always ready to minister. We always should be ready to minister. Always, at all times, be ready, be on time. The pastor is here in a sabbatical, but he's ready to tell you guys already. You know, he's like, look, this is what the Lord's talking to me about. And he's ready to come up here and preach to us, right? And, and, and we receive from what he, gets, what he gets from God, right? We receive it. And, and man, you know what? It's been a blessing to have found men like the pastor in my life. You know, to all you men who are questioning, um, you know, hey, should I follow this guy? Should I not? You know, what's, you know what's, do it. You know what? Do it. I have, I was telling Palmer that I haven't met a man like that in all my years in his life. I haven't. I haven't met somebody who, when he gives me a word and I'm going crazy, brings steadiness into my life. You know, it's a word of wisdom, a word of truth, and, and I, I'm grateful for that. And, and, Man, you don't get it. It's, 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 it's a blessing just to be here in front of you guys again, I tell you. And, and to be able to talk and, and to the pastor's listening to me. And I'm like, wow, what? <laughs> but we are always to encourage one another to do the word of God, to the will of God in our lives. Amen? All of us. Look, again, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't because of the mercy of God. I would be doing crazy things. You know, I would be probably led astray. You know, I would be probably, you know, in so many other places, not here. But it's the love of God that brought me here. You know, his love that never fails. The love that never fails. It, it never fails. Amen? So I'll leave you with that.